What's up, Star Wars fans? You are listening to Unrefined Broaxium, part of the Broaxium Network. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Broaxium, B-R-O-A-X-I-U-M, and check out Broaxium.com. We'll be having a nice little refresh soon, we hope, so you'll uh, find some new things there. Uh, be sure to join the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics on Facebook, Facebook for your daily dose of positivity in the Star Wars fandom. That sounded weird, but uh, I'm going to roll with it. This episode of Unrefined Broaxium is sponsored by Kessel Run Toys. Follow them on Instagram at Kessel Run Toys. Send them a DM if there's anything you're looking for. If it's out there, there's a good chance they can get it for you. They are supplying the giveaways for this episode, which we will talk about at some point a little bit later too. But I am your bro host, Gerard Bear, and I'm joined this evening by three of my fellow bro hosts. We have Daniel Leahy. What <laughs> We have Daniel Miller. That was so outdated. It really was. And speaking of speaking of outdated, <laughs> we also have Chris Ryan's. Who's that? <laughs> he did it so much better. <laughs> I know those guys. <laughs> I, I know them too. We we all met them. Oh, that's oh great. My God. But that's not all. We have a special guest on the show tonight. We have the maestro behind the theme music for our shows for Quick Shot, Unrefined, and our awesome Man Brolorian theme song, and musical prodigy, Dennis Mowers. Dennis, welcome. Hello. (laughs) It is great to have you. Um, Tonight, we are going to be discussing The Mandalorian in a little more depth than we usually do, and really kind of trying to focus on the music. Um, I know it's something that a lot of people seem to really appreciate. Um, with this show it seems more so than any show that I can recall in the recent past. And um, we figured why not bring on a, uh, a professional. Um, so everybody that's listening probably knows a lot about me and Daniel and Daniel and Chris, but if you want to uh, share a little bit about yourself, Dennis, how, uh, how did you get involved in music and you know, how do we end up getting to know each other? Yeah. So um when I was a kid, I started playing trumpet. Um, I was I was a Star Wars fan since I was a little little six year old, watching the uh, Clone Wars micro series back in the day, and uh, eventually already I, liking <laughs> him, already yeah. liking him. Uh, eventually, I went to school for trumpet, and then that was at SUNY Purchase, and then I kind of discovered that maybe performing wasn't really my thing as much as it should have been if I was going for performance and um, I ended up doing a minor for composition and getting really heavily into that. And uh, now I'm going to the Fierstein Graduate School of Cinema in Brooklyn, New York. It's part of Brooklyn College, the CUNY system uh, for media scoring. So I'm going for writing for video games and film, TV, all that kind of fun stuff. That's the coolest thing I've heard in a long time. That sounds really exciting. Sounds fun. Um, I like the behind the scenes stuff to myself. Um, what? Uh, it's yeah, fun. no, and it, you know, it's funny is I, you're still going to school for it, but you, you're already really good at it, man. I when I call when I called you, and I was like, hey, we want to do the show. I want something kind of Vader esque from Rogue One. What you sent back? I mean, the first thing you sent back was just was unbelievable. And then you know, the the Man Brolorian song, you just. You hooked us up with that too, and that was that was quick. I mean, these things are great. So I, it's a lot more complex than my musical background. So um, it's it's 
it's cool stuff, man. And we appreciate it. Um, what's your connection to the Alliance and bro axiom and all that stuff just gives people a little background. Um, I joined the Alliance. Oh God, was it 2016? I think it was 2016. Um, so after, after force awakens came out and, uh, there was all the hype from that. Um, and it was, uh, it was, it was pretty crazy cause I'd never joined a group that I had never really had any problems in before. And there's, there was always, there was always some troll. There was not enough admin monitoring and groups and, um, yeah, no, the Alliance has been great. Yeah. It's a fun place. Danny, uh, Danny birthed quite a nice group <laughs> when he created that. Um, <laughs> but we'll, uh, yeah, I had the opportunity to meet you at Orlando at Celebration, which was, uh, which is cool. You had. Yes. Uh, yes. You, you and Danny are the only ones I've met so far. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you look busy. You guys were, uh, you were all business down there. We were down there to play, but you guys were. Uh, no, see, I, the thing is, I was actually there to play. I didn't go down there with them. With uh, twin sons. Oh, really? You just hooked up I with them. I was just like there. hanging out with them. Yeah, oh, it was. Kidding. I kind of had this little home base. So I could just, hey guys, I just got this poster. Can I just drop this off here? And it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, it's good to meet everybody. You know. Um, yeah. Well, the Mandalorian. Let's go. Uh, let's go around the horn and maybe get a little bit from each of you guys. Like, what was your first? Um, what was your first thoughts when you watched the show? As far as what you heard, Chris. What do you? What? What was your first kind of? For the yeah. for the music, well, uh, uh, that composer is one of my favorites. Like like besides Dennis, and I mean that. <laughs> um, yeah, b- uh, besides John Williams and Dennis, uh, Ludwig, I keep forgetting how to pronounce his last name. Uh, Goranson is one of my favorite composers. He did the Creed movies, uh, did Black Panther, uh, Fruitvale Station. I think he did that. Uh, that Venom movie. Uh, he's done a bunch of stuff, and I just I love his sound. Yeah, he worked on This Is America too with Childish Gambino. I think this guy's got his hands on everything. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, what'd you think about what he did in that? You really you dig it, Mandalorian? It sounds different. Yeah, it's very different, and uh, it still feels very much like Star Wars. Um, I, yeah, I'm all about it. Like it, it it's it's fine to, to to deviate from the John Williams sound with these different projects. So. Um, what they did with this, I thought was, was, was amazing. I love the Western sound to it. And unlike other, uh, Star Wars, you know, music, this one, um, how can I, it was, uh, it had like a, it, the drum beat was like, almost like, uh, uh, first and foremost. And I, I really, I really yeah. like that sound. You could feel it. You know, it's like a organic. Yeah. Um, Miller, what'd you think? I love when. Baby Yoda, every time he shows up, there's this uh, chime that plays. That's oh, like Yoda. a little bit of a higher like note. Like it's like this little curious. I had to bring Baby Yoda into this, and I was watching oh. the whole time to see if there was some kind of little theme hidden in the music for every time he does. Some was shit. that you laughing? I mean, that's stuff. okay. I'll get that. Was that you uh, laughing because you were watching something <laughs> while recording? Uh, yeah. Well, no, I was. I was watching that like earlier today. Uh, I watch The Mandalorian every time I come home from work. I, yeah, I put man. it, I put it on, and I, I'm I'm like addicted to it. Uh, but when Baby Yoda, it was in the second one, really. Like at the, at the end of the first one, it really wasn't much. But mm-hmm. in the second episode, every time he he goes to do something, um, <laughs> you know, he like lifts his hand to to heal his cut. Well, we think maybe maybe 
I think he's just interested in it. What, like, why he's hurt? I have no idea. Anyway, but there's some type of like chime that's like lighter, like chime that's like playing in the background every time he does something like, and it's like this little mystical, little like, what's he about to do? Kind of like feel to it. Wonder. I don't know. Yeah, it, it it is. It's um, it it really is cool how the dude is like tying in like all of that stuff just like typical star wars because it doesn't necessarily feel like uh not like feel like star wars but it's it's not your typical star wars like sounding music and but it works for this show so well and the more i listen to it the more i'm just like you know what no there's so much star wars in this but it's it's got its own thing. It's like its own feel. It's, it's really awesome. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it hit me. It, it almost as almost before the, the visuals of it, of it hit me. Um, I, I loved it. Leahy, what did you, uh, what was your first reaction? Yeah. You know, I, it's interesting because first reaction, I, I just thought it was cool. I think the first time you watch something, star Wars, the music, at least for me personally, the music isn't something that gets me right away. So it's on the second watch where the music really, I get to absorb it and enjoy it for the moment. Um, that's just me personally. So it's only on my rewatches and getting to sit here and think about it that I really get to analyze the music. And it's super different, you know, for a yeah. show that is, uh, that has gratuitous fan service in, in a good way. I think they're doing it really well, but it is, uh, it's gluttonous at times. <laughs> Like it, it happens a lot in a short period of time. Uh, the music is what makes it a little different and new because it is a different type of sound. You know, it's not this full orchestral thing. It's very tribal. It's very drums. It's very high tension strings. It's got stuff in there, it, electronic stuff. It, it's very different than a typical John Williams score. And I think that's really Whistles. important because, yeah, you have to you have to make each each thing that's Star Wars that does it well, that's new does something a little different and that's a little new. And I think this is its thing. One of the things that it's doing different. So you have this powerful tension that's being held by this different set of instruments and sounds, and it really plays a character in the show. It adds like uh, it adds wisdom and history to things you don't necessarily know about. So when we hear the Mandalorian walking through his little Mando, like house village setup thing, you can hear the history of the Mandalorian through the music a bit. Like there's a, a sacredness to it, but only from a warrior standpoint, like a warrior would find that beat sacred. Right. So it definitely plays a role, especially in a show where the main character is masked the entire time. And in the, I, I, I heard this on the way home today and episode two, there isn't a word spoken for the first 12 minutes of the episode. Not like a, not a bait award in basic, but like, there's little things communicated verbally, but no actual word spoken. So for music to be able to carry that and keep the tension in the character going through that time, like that's crazy. Like that's really well done. So I, I really love it so far. Yeah, no, it's been great. And, and you think about it, how, how do you, who the heck would want to come in and say, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to start where John Williams left off and go from there, you know? So it's like, you have to, you, you can't compare, you know, to that. So like, you know, they went off in a different direction and it's, it's very different sounding. I know he, I was reading something about his process um, 
and he went and he got a bunch of very rarely used uh, bass recorders or something, and he, he got a bunch of like weird stuff. He's got a flute in there, things that aren't generally used a lot, and that's how he got those those cool sounds. Um, he he's actually a he got out of the USC screen scoring program, so you know a little bit about that, Dennis. What from your perspective? What what stood yeah, out? I actually applied there. Oh, did you? How did how dare they yeah. not accept you? Or maybe they did. Sorry, I don't mean to. Uh, no, I don't mean they're... to assume. I'm I'm fine with that. I wasn't going to be able to afford that anyway. It's, yeah, it's fine. probably expensive. <laughs> um, yeah. But when you were watching this, and you know, with your experience in it, and you're you're studying it, um, what did what did you think? What stood out to you? So the first thing for me that really stood out was. Uh, I, I just remember back to 2016 when Rogue One came out and I was really uh, curious to see what they were going to do um, with it being the first live action film without John Williams. Obviously, we had the Clone Wars um, back in 2008, but um, but so we knew that they had to keep that whole Star Wars feeling alive back for Rogue One because it was very set in the original trilogy and involved a lot of original trilogy things. Um, and they did use some John Williams themes back then, like the dun, da, 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 for the Death Star and, um, force theme, but we haven't heard anything yet in the Mandalorian. That's, um, even anything remotely similar to John Williams stuff. Um, yeah, they, as haven't, far as they I haven't know, regurgitated anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even solo ripped some stuff straight out of the asteroid field. Um, and of course, Kevin Kiner's work on, the Clone Wars and Rebels uh, obviously uses a lot of Star Wars themes whenever it can, even though that itself is very different. Um, and there's one thing that I haven't been able to go back and analyze yet because I haven't had time, but I really want to go back to the Mandalore episodes of the Clone Wars and Rebels and just see if there's any kind of similarity between the music from that and this. Ooh, that's that's a good idea. <laughs> because also, I never even thought that's a good about that. Project. We're hearing, yeah, we're we're also he- seeing three different, completely different interpretations of Mandalore. So in the Clone Wars, you had this huge, regal, peaceful society with Death Watch, and then later on, that became in Rebels. It be- kind of became this whole protectors thing, but it was still very we're all together kind of warriors for Mandalore. And so far, this show is very lonely. Even though we get to see those, um, like the uh, the blacksmith, uh, I think that's what we want to call her, probably blacksmith, um, and that whole clan of Mandalorians, it's still not like nothing we've seen before. Even in Legends, there hasn't been anything like this in the Mandalorians. Yeah, it's very... Yeah, right. I'm... No, I mean it just seems like they are uh, like like all different uh like clans, you know. It's not like like their clans are all scattered. There was this purge. I understand what you're saying. Um also with the music like it has that like that lone range. Yeah, it's feel, a very kind of. um Ennio Morricone kind of feel to mm-hmm. it. You know, every time I hear that whistle, I always think of that which is Ennio Morricone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I uh, see. I am so like musically. Um, yeah. No, not, what he's yeah. known for is doing the, the like the old um, spaghetti westerns with uh, what's his name? Sergio. 
I can't think of his name. The he's a famous Italian director, um, known for doing like the good and bad, the ugly. Um, I think is it a fistful of dollars? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, a lot of those like '60s westerns, and those those movies, I, I'm pretty sure, are also what really brought the aspect the the wider aspect ratio into fame as well because they wanted that whole wide open feeling and i think even the cinematography of this is very evocative of that i expect clint eastwood to go walking by any second yeah right very western feeling i i mean that I, i'm just when i think of that and i think about how kenobi is going to be like it's i feel like they're gonna have to really ramp that up because that's all it's going to be like this guy He's going, he's on different planets. They're doing this on an ice planet and you still feel like it's this, I don't know if it was an ice planet. He could have just been in the winter of some planet, but still wherever he was, we don't know. Daniel, you made a great point when you said like, he's going from all these different places and we have no idea where the heck he's been. And I love that, Uh, but it doesn't matter. It still has that, it still feels like a Western, like it's. It's really cool how they're able to capture that feeling with the music, like the cinematography, the way they're shooting it, just the colors. Like it, it really does. Like it doesn't even feel like he's going from planet to planet. I mean, I think part of that is um, the whole sand planet thing that Star Wars seems to have, where there's always a different sand planet. And every time that a new one comes up, everyone automatically goes, is that Tatooine? Oh my God, is that Tatooine? Well, of course it's they Jawa. did that. Yeah, they did that when the Force Awakens trailer came out with Jakku. Um, I feel like some people did it with Jetta with with Rogue One, and uh, they did it with this one too, even though it's it wasn't Tatooine. And but that also it, makes well, in it, defense, it was in like seven movies. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Really, but it's not like that, planets are made of rock or anything. That also makes know. me wonder, though, that flashback that we kind of saw when he's a little kid. That also looks to be a sand planet. <laughs> yeah, like, are there any trees in the galaxy anymore? I mean, <laughs> I, don't know, just, I always go by curious. I always go by that whole uh, Star Trek like Class M type planet theory, where it's like any type of livable planet will definitely have some type of, you know, uh, terrain that's gonna have areas where it's just sand, maybe. Yeah. You know, I don't freaking know. It's just it could be, yeah. I mean, we get sand That's on this true. planet, but I'm not living in the desert. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah, exactly. Whatever. But still, it, it just doesn't feel like um, it, it doesn't feel like you're going from planet to planet with this with this show. It, it it just even though you know he is, it all blends so smoothly. And I think I, yeah, I, I think Chris is the one who brought it to my attention a few weeks back that the Jawas were off-world Jawas. So I mean. Do we do we know yeah. what planets he's been to though? Like what planets that like are involved in this show so far? We don't know no, any Arvala Seven. Only only the planet that Kuil the Ugnat, that only that planet we know is called Arvala Seven. The other ones we don't seven. know yet. Jeez, the Jawas are friggin' everywhere. They're not, man. How do they keep all the stuff under wraps? How do they keep Baby Yoda under wraps? I mean, that's they're it's the greatest secret. Really, no kidding. It had to be. Oh, yeah. It, it's. It, I'm I, glad I'm, they didn't get out. But it, I, I heard that it kind of did. Didn't though. it? I, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's been since Anakin. Palpatine knew everything. Come on. 
Come oh wait, on. when you say you're surprised that it didn't get out, are you talking about like leak wise? I think we're talking about yeah. two different oh, things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're right. You're right. Because yeah, for calm real, down there, Miller. Sorry. Sorry. But for real, it's lighting the internet on fire, like non-Star Wars fans, people that I would never expect like to even know like anything about it are like sending me stuff like what's this all about and i'm just like okay here we go <laughs> but i mean i'm just like baby yoda baby yoda baby yoda like, yeah i this, know it's not baby yoda but you know this guy that i'm going to school with right now uh he's i think he's like in his early 30s and he, I, I i texted him I'm like hey because he's a huge star wars fan too i'm like hey what'd you think about the mandalorian he's like yeah, I just watched it with my wife. Now she wants to have a kid because of Baby Yoda. I'm like, <laughs> so does Chris. They're not as cute. They're nowhere near as cute. My they precious can't, boy. They can't stop like uh, giant bovine-like creatures um, with the Force. You, you know, they're just not you good enough. You don't know enough. that. Tell any any kid, kid could have the Force. You don't know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll have enough Force to poop in a diaper and... <laughs> God. Oh God! We started off talking about music, and now we're talking about Baby Yoda poop. <laughs> yeah, geez, guys, it was fantastic. So, are we done? Or a, you never know where we're gonna go. Just like the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> what, you know, while we're, we're talking about music, what is Dennis? What is your favorite piece of music from the Star Wars universe? Oh God! Oh no! Every, yes. Everybody else oh, think about this is that. Huge. Okay, this is so huge. And All right. if, if um, there's a really long awkward pause, I'll edit it out. So don't worry, Dennis. We can't. Yeah, we can't have any dead air, <laughs> Dennis. Can we? So, can we pressure? All right, I just gotta have right a long. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. While no. he's thinking, while he's thinking, let's let's get some side action going, right? All right, I'm gonna put <laughs> side oh, action. Odds are definitely the odds are that main theme. I know Dennis is. Dennis loves He's the all main about theme. the brass. I, I know this because I've heard him play it on his trumpet before. So I've played what, it on uh, trumpet before. I think uh, I can't sell him out with his Kotar love, though. No, Ooh, actually, that, wait. Can I make yes. just one little tangent, real quick? Yeah, and it's about the main theme. Mm -hmm. um, my former trumpet teacher at Purchase College had. Uh, because he's from he's from London. He didn't he didn't play in any of the Star Wars stuff, although he did play in a bunch of film scores. And he has the mouthpiece used by the principal trumpet player on A New Hope. Really? Yeah, and I got to play it. That is that's, <laughs> that's a big deal. Rad, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's actually really cool. Dennis sounds similar to David Collins. No, he sounds Collins. he sounds more bearded. They have different voices. I would know David Collins' voice like asleep. That's because you've an unhealthy relationship with him. You could say something. I know. I'm thinking, Daniel, I'm thinking about that that um, panel we were at with him, and I'm like, man, he sounds yeah. so similar to him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, maybe maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, David Collins is a also what he did the music for uh, uh, Force Unleashed, didn't he? No, no, that was uh, Mark Risky. He was. Yeah, he was the David Collins was a sound developer at LucasArts. Oh, and after LucasArts awful. folded, he went off to Poor he's worked man. for a lot of folks with Sony, but now he's back at Lucasfilm and he did the sound uh, to resistance, the sound oh. mixing on that. And so he's also helping out. He did a bunch of he's he does voices for every movie 
every show he did he's he's it he's uh he's a renaissance man voiceover work lately too so he's transitioned out of developing stuff yeah he also does a ton of voices in fallen order like if you played fallen order you have heard him a million times didn't he do some stuff in but didn't he do stuff with uh witwer in force unleashed though yeah yeah i mean he's a developer on the force unleashed and him and sam witwer were our best friends in real life right all right. So they That's they would confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they've they've done some cool uh like some walkthroughs where it's them both sitting there playing the game while talking about it. It's it's they're pretty good. <laughs> they never finished it, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Fantastic. There it goes. So, sorry. <laughs> that was that was my my Listen, fault. Listen, it builds character. Not everybody <laughs> has choo-choo trains and police sirens and Stuff. I really feel like that train uh, never honks its horn like that. I feel like it just couldn't stop. <laughs> probably not a good thing. Well, not your Uh-oh. problem. Nope, not anymore. Um, this is what I did before. Yeah. Um, I just completely lost my train of thought. Oh, what? Who wants to go? Who wants to go first and tell us what their favorite thing is Can if I- Dennis still hasn't decided? But okay. d- d- Dennis I, I hasn't decided. decided yet. He went on I a tangent. Decided. All right. Oh, he's he, decided. Yeah, yes. so go for it. Um, so I can't narrow it down to one thing. Jesus, I have. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. There's, there's too much. I'm sorry. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down in a couple categories here. This isn't unrefined for no reason at all. <laughs> so okay, for uh, the prequels, it's the immolation scene from Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Uh, for the original trilogy, it's uh, rescue from Cloud City. Uh, for the sequels, it is, uh, the rebellion is reborn for the spinoffs. It's Corellian chase. And for the expanded universe, it is rebuilt Jedi enclave from Knights of the Old Republic two. Oh, that's awesome. Damn. He came prepared. Yeah. I mean, he just like (laughs) dropped a lot of knowledge on everybody. He's probably just like, everyone's on Google. Like, what the hell is he talking about? Um, I like the Star Uh, Wars song. (laughs) I'm going to go straight basic and I'm going to be like, look, I love Duel of Fates because you could do anything epic to that music. I mean, anything. I ate a burrito and felt like a hero, (laughs) dude. Like I was going to town on this burrito that I got and I had Duel of the Fates going and I was just like, dun, 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 food knife in the mouth. It was awesome. That is a good time. Have you ever seen that video <laughs> where this guy tries to explain uh, the Phantom Menace and he gets, he like explains it really badly. Like he explains like it's like space FedEx, like blockading this planet and they go to parliament. And at, when he gets to Duel of the Fates, he's like, Shuntun, Shuntun, Shuntun. And he just starts like screaming into the, I don't know. That's that's what I think about every single time I hear that now. Oh man. I love that song so much. It's it's one of my ringtones. I bench press to it. And what else do I do? With that I don't want to know. There's something else. <laughs> I like, like, like specifically He's just like bench press weights it? through no, the no. ceiling. Oh no, no, stop. stop. <laughs> you, you specifically just bench press to it. Or do, like, when you go to curls, it's like, it's a different song. It's a difference. I, I only bench press to do all the face. Okay. I don't do any other powerlifting ever. I have a few other. What uh, frat did you go to? (laughs) I won't say their name publicly. Uh, When I squat, I listen to Cindy Lauper. I just need a different vibe. Time after time. No, 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 not time after time. It's usually 
oh man i mean girls, that time after girls time, just want to have fun feet. yeah was, like so, girls I, just want to have fun i figured that's just his walk yeah. home music yep and and drop the mic but hold on i was gonna put mowers on the spot here excuse me maestro oh, great and i was gonna ask you didn't mention a favorite clone wars or rebels theme Ooh. I actually couldn't even pick that crap out. Um, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Um, Clone Wars Battle of Christophsis. Nice. Uh, Rebels. I, I The thing is, I don't even know what the themes are called because I never actually looked at a soundtrack of Rebels before. I've just like listened to it. Mm. But it's... Um, I, I feel like Kanan has a theme toward the end of the show. And I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but I just remember I loved it when I watched it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like his spoiler alert death scene. Yeah. 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 Like he has like the Doom sorrowful. thing with like the wolf and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think Sabine is uh, low key a great. That's a that's a fan favorite, I would say. Sabine's theme. Which we uh, might be able to compare to the Mandalorian later on. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Also, we, if we Sabine's not in this show at some point, I'm going to be really sad. Well, who's well, all right? Who's your yeah. favorite character theme song? Like, out of anything? Like out of all of the Star Wars characters that actually have like their own theme music? Who who's your favorite? You got to nail it down to just one, Dennis. Got to nail it down to just one character theme. That's just um, like the one that gets you the most. Yoda's theme. Ooh, probably no. Just because it's like super nostalgic. Because I saw a John Williams concert one time, and none of the like no Star Wars stuff was in the program at all. And uh, all of a sudden, he's like, "We're gonna." He turns around to the audience and he goes, "We're gonna have a change of program right now," and starts playing like Star Wars music. And all of a sudden, all the lights turned green, and I got to hear him conduct Yoda's theme. And I just have like really good memories of that. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I uh. I love so many of those songs, but nothing can top the Imperial March to me. That thing is awesome. That oh yeah, it just has this power to it. It just screams you're you're in big trouble. <laughs> when you hear that, I, I you're always, in trouble. <laughs> I always thought it would be a great idea to uh mix that into the uh walk down the aisle theme that the bride where it's like, you know, um could that could that happen i'll do it all right there you go there you go if i ever get married dennis i will let you know do it before that i mean before i die i'm old man but I think you should, Dennis. I think you could make money off of that. And uh, if you just let me get a percentage, if you do, <laughs> oh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. No, no, here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll give you the percentage of album art, and the album art is going to just be your face. Oh, well, that's <laughs> going to sell. I'd buy it. Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I caught that. <laughs> wow. Uh, Leahy, so- what do you got? So Kevin Kiner, who we've kind of been discussing his music a little bit just now, who did Clone Wars and Rebels, why do you think he hasn't been tapped to do a movie yet? Because I think his original themes are really strong, you know, not as much in 
Clone Wars per se, but in Rebels, I felt like he really brought it. Um, and of course, he is doing a lot of adaptations of John Williams stuff. But I just wanted to hear from your perspective why you think he hasn't gotten that green light yet, because I think it's kind of it's like DiCaprio not getting an Oscar till he's 45. I'm kind of like, what are you doing, guys? Get hire this guy. He's been in the mix for a while at Lucasfilm. You know, what's the story there? And he shouldn't have gotten it for the movie he got it for. <laughs> so my thing about Kevin Kiner is I, I remember when I was like, when I was a kid and being uh, like when Clone Wars came out, I'm like, God, this music is like, it just kind of like sucks because it's not John Williams. But then like, I just, I kind of realized that not everything has to, has to be John Williams. I was also 11 then. Uh, <laughs> but I, I remember a couple of years ago, I was looking for inspiration for music and I'm like, what else has Kevin Kiner done? And I looked, I looked him up on Spotify and he's done like a movie. And besides that, he's just worked on like various TV series, like for like one or two years or something. Um, he hasn't done that. I don't think he, okay. He's, he's been in Lucasfilm for a while, obviously doing Clone Wars and Rebels and become kind of beloved for that and his partnership with Dave Filoni and everything. But I don't think Lucasfilm unfortunately sees him as a big enough name to attach to their movies. Because if you look at who they've gotten so far, it's been uh, Michael Giacchino and John Powell, both of whom have been extremely big names Mm -hmm. for like just movies in general. Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess I I don't agree with it, but I think that might be the reason why. Yeah, uh, Lucasfilm definitely likes their people to have track records that they can. Yeah, I mean, they were going to have um, Alexander Desplat do Rogue One before um, Giacchino was brought on board. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then that guy won a I I think he made a good choice because I'm pretty sure he had to step away from Rogue One so he could work on the shape of water. I think it was the shape of water. Mm -hmm. And I think he got. um, Did he get an Oscar for that? I don't remember. I know he got nominated. I mean, that movie got nominated for everything. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching it the uh, other day. Uh, Since I've gotten Disney Plus, it's just been a uh, real treat to just (laughs) binge watch all of Star Wars and and everything of Star Wars without having to go from all of these different ways that I used to have it all. Um, And, man, it is so beautiful. The music, uh, Diachino does a great job. My yeah. God. And so does uh Pal uh with um solo. Holy crap. It's two uh, completely different approaches to it because Jay Kino went for the way more emotional side of things, especially when you look at uh, your father would be proud at, at yeah. the end there, like, oh my god, I got chills like the first couple times watching that. And I still I still do, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen Rogue One in a little while, but um then solo has that complete opposite sort of like we're not going for emotions nearly as much as we're going for super fun, fast stuff. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. It was like, yeah, straight up adventure and just, yeah, just like heart pumping. And especially being a huge fan of the how to train your dragon movies and their, um, their soundtracks. Cause if you haven't seen those, those first of all, the movies are fantastic. And the soundtrack is, I probably want to say even better than the movies. Ooh, I feel like anytime you want to get that like that that blood flow that like that that adventurous 
feel that's when you like bust out the drums you know there's like lots of drums going it's it's the drums and it's also the way he uses um he uses other instruments as percussion yeah i've noticed and like john williams does the same sort of thing especially like using trumpets as like like that kind of thing yeah john powell takes that to an extreme and i almost like a snare yeah because um if if you've never played brass instruments or anything there's this technique called double tonguing where because you tongue by going like da, 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 and uh double tonguing also uses like your throat to go and the 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 speed that you have to use to do some of the stuff that he did in that soundtrack is insane you know you're with a bunch of Im- immature so, guys i can hear everybody yeah. giggling when you're making those noises Sorry, Dennis. <laughs> yeah this I, is great I de- yeah 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 man no, trust i me. Try, I, try explaining to anybody how to play the trumpet and you're just going to be sitting there going, okay, so first you're going to pick up the mouthpiece and go, and they immediately start laughing. It's, it's crazy. Oh yeah. I, I tried it for a day. I work, my line of work has enough innuendos where I hold it together in the office, but outside of work, I can't, I can't let something like double tonguing go. <laughs> oh, I, okay. Oh. I didn't even think about it. I've been surrounded by classical musicians for so long. It didn't even hit me. <laughs> no, I I know that life. I know, I, I would talk about oil field stuff, and they're just like you're doing. You're putting the what in the what? I'm like, yeah, this is normal, right? You're gonna give um, everybody your information at the end of this podcast, Dennis Mowers. <laughs> For a good wow. time, call. Um, <laughs> so I got one more question in this one. I'm, I want to I want to say, say it off to Dennis, and then kind of let everyone discuss it because I think it's an interesting thing. Um, so, what are everyone's thoughts of? the Imperial March in a major key being canon in the Star Wars universe. We've seen it twice. We've seen our three times. We've seen it twice in Rebels, once in the Empire Day episode, once in the episode, another episode deadline. And then when Solo is walking into the spaceport, you hear it over playing over the recruiter thing uh, when he goes and, you know, famously gets named. Yeah. So like, how does everyone feel about that being a thing that Star Wars characters actually know? It's an offshoot of that theme that we know. So, I mean, I think that works fine for in-universe. I, I like the way they've used it. Yeah, that's in G minor. Are you talking about when they do it in G minor? No, it's in a, it's in a major key. Is when they played on Empire Day and for in the solo movie. Yeah, the Empire Day one, yeah, they made it sound like the Star Spangled Banner. I thought that was fantastic. No, I love that. I loved Uh, that, actually. I was just watching Rebels the other day. Oh, God, I love Disney+. Plus. (laughs) I'm not a shill. Maybe I am. (laughs) <laughs> Show. we're all shells dude yes i love it i mean i i like it in universe as a sort of easter egg like i i don't like it being super prominently displayed as the major imperial march because it's like if it's anything but just like a cool reference in universe mm-hmm. then it's it's just annoying because I remember the first time that uh, that someone sent that to me. They sent the video that someone made of like the the Darth Vader hero theme, redeemed or whatever it was. It was the Imperial March in Major, and I listened to it, and it was really cringy. It was really cringy. <laughs> but like in universe, I think it's kind of cool to have these little fanfares in the background, like it's the Empire join today or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. As I like like Chris said, there's like this like Star Spangled Banner. It was really cool, um, but. All right, so just to for everybody that's listening, what what I'll do is I'll put in um, a s- sample of the imperial theme in a major key, so you guys can hear it, 
and then I'll we all know the regular version. So when you hear the major key, you're going to hear how different it is. And then we will continue to talk about it after that. That's that's it, note for note, but just in a major key instead of a minor, which is that is awful, Yikes. awful. That sounds absolutely awful. <laughs> that MIDI trumpet too. That oh my oh, god, I so hate different. it. Like, like compared, to, compared to the one that they play in Rebels, like that one sounds like dog. Poodle. That is, oh. yeah. This was just some random YouTube thing, too. So it was probably somebody playing it on their Cassio. Yeah, I think that's what was sent to me. I think that's what was sent to me that one time. I don't like it. I don't like the way it sounds. It's not, no. Not well, even it's, it's weird, though, when you change stuff in, in, in different keys. Like when we were in that uh, David Collins, that panel, and he was playing like the Emperor's theme, but in different <clears> keys, and it would change the sound of it, but it still was all founded in the same, you know, like it was thematically, it was still all connected, which. You know, I, I know enough about music to know that I'm, you know, certainly not a dentist, you know. Um, maybe alone. Maybe alone it sounds uh, crap, but maybe if it was mixed in with something else. Like, knows? I don't know, but, you know, when I saw the David Collins thing, I have no idea what, what that just was. Little A little beat behind it? But just during the David Collins panel, um, he was like pointing out all of these subtle notes that were like behind the music as the music was. I don't know. It was really cool stuff. And you can hear more of that on the soundtrack show. That is his show. <laughs> if you do, if you want to listen to him get super sweaty with the music, it's awesome. Excuse me. Bleep that out. G. <laughs> you got it. Uh, it's, Thank God it wasn't me. Just it's me. pretty. That's my first slip up I've ever had on the show. Uh no, it's a good show. I mean, Dennis, you listen to that, right? And you listen to Star Wars Oxygen before that. I don't. I don't listen to those. <gasps> oh, I, I'm not for a treat. I don't really listen to podcasts. I know I, I should. And like, he only listens to unrefined bro axiom. That's yeah. true. I actually do listen to unrefined bro axiom. <gasps> do you? <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. That's three. Um, Someone does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Connor and Rui, maybe Jack. Definitely Jack. So that's four. So yeah, you definitely got to, um, his soundtrack show he does right now kind of covers everything. He does quite a bit of John Williams, but uh, before he was on a podcast, I won't name because they are terrible people, but he did like a show with like for them that was called Star Wars Oxygen. And it was, they go through each movie's score and they spend like three, four, sometimes five hour-long episodes on one score yeah it's fun and yeah and he goes all the way through rogue one and then the show kind of ended after that but uh but then he's he's picking it up where he left off sort of so 
Yeah, man, you're in, in for a real treat. I never listened to the. You haven't ever listened to those. Yeah, I never listened Star to it Wars until okay. you told me about it when after the panel. I I wasn't. I'd heard David Collins' name, but I wasn't really familiar with them until I went there with you. And that 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 podcast is really cool. It's um it's put together well, and it you know it's educational too. I like I like it. So I got I got another question for Dennis. If if uh I feel like this is like me interviewing Dennis right now. Um, yeah, go ahead. In universe music, so source music, music that the characters can hear, kind of yes. continuing with that. What's your favorite? What's some of your favorite stuff uh, from the universe? I'll let you go one for each trilogy. I actually, are, are you are you saying like in universe things like that? Yeah, like the Cantina Band. Uh, you know the okay. Because I was actually, castle. I actually really wanted to talk about this for a second. There's like, there's one moment. And it's really obscure that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And have you ever listened to the Star Wars radio dramas? Oh, yes. God, yes. Like oh, my God. I love them so much. It's like the B-sides, the Star I want to do one. Yeah. And yeah, I've always wanted to do one. Well, let's um, do it. I, I would definitely <laughs> do that. Yeah, let's do let's do the prequels. That would be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know my what? God. I am doing in. It. Little Lime. <laughs> i want to i want to do jar jar and wado i want to do what? every character what are you talking about and every character deemed insensitive now by 2019 sebulba oh, i'll maybe, do maybe i'll do sebulba that. that that's surprising that uh you have to use sebulba is not like uh does Sebulba have an accent or is he just like, well, it's because oh, he's speaking Huttese, Huttese. So it's hard to, yeah. yeah, it's hard to like kind of get something off him. Um, mm, but, but yeah, I'll do all the, I'll do all the side characters. Perfect. We're going to, no, but my favorites. Um, do I have to do Master Kenobi? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, oh, dude, ooh. that's not bad. I can't do that. I can, I can do a pretty, uh, pretty okay. Christopher Lee. So we got, we got Duke ooh. here down. Well, it's, that I can, there was this one moment uh, that we just kept quoting him in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So I'd just go up to people and be like, lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Speaking of him and speaking of music, have you ever heard his Charlemagne music? That yes. stuff is freaking amazing. Awesome. Yes. The fact that he did it is just amazing to me, especially because he was in his eighties. Yeah. The last one he did a temple. What the heck was it called? Uh, Something of death or he's like 80 something years old and he's thrashing this, this speed metal. And I'm just loving it, man. That guy was, that guy lived life, man. He was a baller. Anyway. Yeah. Sidetracked, but how did we get? Oh, the radio dramas, right. Okay. Yes. So the very beginning of the first episode of the first one, A Wind to Shake the Stars, um, it starts out with a tape playing and it's playing. It's like something that Luke's playing in the garage and it's like an Imperial recruitment tape or whatever. And he's singing along to the Star Wars music <laughs> that's being played on it. And it's actually Mark Hamill. And it's one of the funniest things. Yeah, he was he was um he was in it for the first the first two of them, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I man, I loved those. Oh, they were so good. And like they've they've been overwritten in canon now, especially like all the the Death Star plan stuff. But it's still it's still really good. Yeah, I I have them still. It, I I 
They are awesome. Once I heard it was Luke, I was like, this is great. So, Dennis, what do you, uh, ha- have you played Jedi Fallen Order yet? I have not played it because uh, I don't have a, a way to play it. I'm a Nintendo guy. So, um, EA doesn't like Nintendo for some reason. And uh, I watched a long gameplay video of it that was like three and a half hours, like a like a cinematic sort of thing. Uh huh. Um, Hold on a second. That I, was that. How long is this freaking game? How long am I going to be playing this thing? <laughs> it's like a, a while. Was it seventeen hours or something like that? Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Proceed. I mean, it, like this video was mostly just your basic story stuff for the game, and uh, mixed with cutscenes. Yeah. And so it, it it wasn't really that long, all things considered. I remember I did the same thing when uh, Battlefront 2 came out. And um, no, there was a, my, one of my professors was telling me about this guy, this guy he knows how he got started doing something. I don't even remember how we got into the conversation. He's like, yeah, my friend Gordy Hobb does like all this kind of stuff. And then he got into Star Wars and I'm like, what, what, what do you mean he got into Star Wars? He's like, yeah, he started doing <laughs> some of the games. <laughs> of course, now I'm like perked up, like I'm in the conversation now. And uh, he did the music for Battlefront 2 and also for Fallen Order. Oh, uh, actually, he collaborated with somebody else. What did it say? Give me one second. Um, Gordy Hobb and Stephen Barton did Fallen Order. And I knew it was the same guy as Battlefront 2 when I was listening to the soundtrack. And I'm like, because they they really went all all out for that whole John Williams feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now my favorite bit of music out of all of it though, is the opening music that he's listening to on his headphones. Oh yeah. Like that pop music. That Holy, I want to hear some more in universe crap like that, dude. Wait, did you, um, did you hear that the full version of that's been released? Really? Yeah. I just saw it on Facebook. Oh. Like, an hour ago, I need, I need that on my Spotify. If it's on Spotify, like it's going. I don't know if it's on Spotify. Library and someone um, I dug through the game's files and found it. So good, like I'm. I th- I keep dying at this part where I'm in this arena and that music is playing, and like I don't care because every time I start over, it the music starts over. So I'm just like, cool. So, yeah, yeah it's it's uh that part of it, the inverse uh the in-universe music that's been playing has been really freaking awesome. Yeah. I mean, think about kind of immerses you. Yeah. All, all of this stuff, the whole Star Wars universe, think of how intertwined the music is with all of it. You know, what, how would it be without it? It wouldn't be the same, you know, watch those movies without John yeah, Williams score. And mm-hmm. yeah, imagine, imagine if all this time it was, uh, well, it wouldn't be all this time because it probably wouldn't have really been that successful. Um, Imagine if it they went with the whole uh, sci-fi thing that um, a lot of movies were trying to go for, like the whole like Blade Runner aesthetic. Oh. Um, it wouldn't have worked. That's super yeah, super I, quiet, the creepy stuff, and the you know. Yeah, I mean, like that's good. It's great music, but it just it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have brought that movie into uh, where it ended up being. No, the, yeah. that fanfare. As a kid, the the. 20th Century Fox fanfare and then the intro to Which Star I'm Wars. I'm so glad it's still there now. Oh, that's so cool. I, the fact that because they own Fox now, um, because all the streaming versions of the original six before, uh, besides A New Hope, because they own that perpetually or whatever, 
um, got the Fox fanfare taken away from it. And it wasn't the same and for it me was, because that was it was so upsetting. Yeah, that was. And now it, they all have them there, so that's good. I, I find that so funny that when people get upset by that, because I remember when that got taken away, and it did. It, it, I actually kind of liked it without it. I, like, I didn't get upset, but I mean, I started as a kid originally, so I, I that's all I've ever known. And it was it was a big deal because, like, you know, I saw the thing a billion times. So you, that's how you started it off was with, you know, the Fox fanfare. So it was almost like well, yeah, it was part of the movie for way. me, you know, um, because, but I didn't get um, mad. Like, I, I, I think it was George Lucas who they were trying to phase that out. Fox was they were trying to phase out the fanfare. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think George Lucas asked them, can you please put this in this movie? I want the movie to start out with the Fox fanfare. And they're like, sure, mm-hmm. I guess. And then, um, J- uh, John Williams specifically recorded, uh, or rather composed, um, the star Wars main theme in B flat major because of the Fox fanfare being right before it. So he wanted it to follow it. I mean, it's great. Listen, like, think about it. You hear the fanfare, you get that little pause and then everything that's ever been made. That's brass hits you all at once. It's just, it's perfect. I think I just got dunked on. By Dennis <laughs> See, this is why we bring him on the podcast. I would have never, I would have never put that together, man. I would have never thought to seek out that why that is because you're right like a lot of movies from that era just don't have fanfare but then star wars is like no man yeah that's what brought it back it's, in they there. just that's what so brought the they Fox talk a little bit about in. that too and um it's either the secret history of star wars or the george lucas book a life um there's some good good points in both I mean, that, that touches on music a little bit um, interesting books for those of you who don't know, in Dennis's spare time, he has a part-time job taking photos of children in Times Square dressed as George Lucas. <laughs> so it's $20 a photo. Selfies are that. $5. Oh, I, he, I I should do that. Yeah, you should. That's not, not a bad idea. I'll have like a bunch of like random 30-year-olds coming up to be be like, Hey guys, it's George Lucas over here. Well, it's less creepier than the guy who's just wearing a red spandex suit and he took a black Sharpie and put a spider on it and he wants you to take a picture with him. And then he wants 20 bucks. It's like, yeah, it, chief. Yeah, yeah, let, yeah, me, yeah. let me tell you, as, as someone who now lives in the city, um, I didn't before. I lived like elsewhere in New York. Um, I, I hate Times Square. I hate it. Oh, everyone does. So yeah. much. Like... If I need to go around there for anything, I'm just walking behind tourists and I'm like, the crosswalk says go. Why are you all standing here? I hate New York. I, I heard it's a, a nightmare. It's I'm I'm gonna be in New York in uh in like six months and I heard that In the city? Yeah, yeah. I'll be there for a bachelor party. Oh fun. Um but one of the things the groom said is like, we're not going anywhere near Times Square. Are you gonna be in so, Manhattan? Oh, we're staying in Brooklyn. Hey, but, look at that. Yeah, right. And then we're staying in Brooklyn. We're just going to be partying wherever. But <laughs> well, anyways. You better call yeah, Dennis. Dennis, make no, them a let, theme let song. Let me know if you're around Bushwick. Dennis, just follow them with a, a, a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty, uh, that'd be pretty a, amazing a, if we just anytime one of music them is- wherever we went. Yeah, well, if one of you guys gets too drunk and goes off, you know, he'll just, uh, you know, cattle you back in with a trumpet. 
that that might have the opposite effect than you think, Miller. I think that might make us too rowdy. Um, so, by the way, the reason I asked the question earlier about in universe music uh, is because, and Daniel brought this up, is just how much more frequent I feel that there's in universe music getting put out to us in in this new era of Star Wars. Like it seems yeah. like every project now has a couple of songs. You know, like Mandalorian, I think we haven't gotten anything yet. I think maybe that first cantina there was something playing it subtly in the background. But yeah, Fallen Order, I've already heard two different songs. Just and I'm only like eight hours into the game. And then, you know, there's a book, uh, Alphabet Squadron, where there's a character that is constantly shuffling through music while she's in flight. It's pretty hysterical. The the different things she puts on for different moods. I like uh, when they name the, uh, the the songs too. Yeah, when they actually mention them. Um, that's a good. That's a good book. That's a good character too. The B wing pilot. Hey, you know what we didn't get? Chris didn't tell us what his favorite song was. No, he didn't. Yeah, Chris. And you can't say Finn's theme because he doesn't have one. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, my favorite piece of music from Star Wars. Um, Kind of a weird one, maybe. Uh, the very end, the end credits of uh, Return of the Jedi, that last bit. Yep, yep, no. Guys even re- that no, no end credit. <laughs> the victory it's celebration. The yeah. yeah, you yep, have to no. ask now because the special edition. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, the very end credits. There, there's this little piece of music uh, that that just just ends the whole. The whole. Oh, thing. the throne room repeat. The throne room repeat. Um. That dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, that part. But uh, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. the same in every, you know, all the, uh, all the six at least. But um, no, it's only in um, Revenge of the Sith and Jedi. Yeah, that that very end Weirdly part. Enough. Okay, then yeah, 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 it's just those yeah. two. Yeah, but that I always love that piece of music. Um, also, I would say from Rebels, uh, I think it's the season two ender when uh uh. Kanan and 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 Ezra come back after dealing with Ahsoka and Vader and all that, like that last bit from that uh that episode, that piece oh, of music yeah. is it's some of like otherwise it's some of the best Star Wars ever, but that music like really, really sets it apart. Dennis, I just want you to know when you started to do the da 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 da, da you sounded very music teachery. Yeah, that makes sense. You're going to make a very good music teacher or whatever you're going to do in, in the future. <laughs> that, was, that was a good compliment, man. No, that was a good compliment. It was, it was really, it was really oh good, You know, man. he's not wrong. You did sound like music teacher. But it was yeah, good. It was, yeah. Um, Far out, speaking man. Of, speaking of that theme... I a couple of years ago I did a uh, I got a trumpet version of the throne room theme and I'm just putting it up on Spotify now. Really? Like a yeah a trumpet octet nice. and I'd never I just thought about it. I was like that's just been sitting on YouTube on a channel that I don't use anymore. So I'm, well, I just I'm putting it up on Spotify. I'm waiting for it to actually get so approved. If you want to give me the that one- YouTube channel info, we'll put it, um, you know, put it in the show notes and stuff. And at the end here too, Dennis, don't forget to uh, plug your project, your KOTOR project too. I was oh, just yeah, about definitely. to say, G. Oh. Exactly. <gasps> I'm sorry. I, I cut you off. No, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> Teamwork, baby. That's right. 
What just happened? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I thought he was going everybody, to plug. Everybody got scared. <clears throat> um, what were we talking about before we get distracted? I'm, I'm, I'm going to oh have so God. much editing tomorrow. So much editing. Fucking stoner. Uh, I know. You're making your life so hard today. So G. I don't care. I, I want to know from Dennis, though. I want to know from Dennis what, like, just talk about that project, like, why you started it. Because, by the way, like, for those of you guys who don't know Dennis, like, he, every single day, there's the the books and comics post about, like, what's next in the publication order. And, like, yes. that is so much dedication. Like, that, I, like, swear by that. Like, it's, like, a fun daily little treat. It's, like, a little... Like, uh, like if you know Advent calendars, but for Star Wars books and comics, because some days it's just like, oh, cool, that's when this like Phantom Menace book came out, and then there's one where it's like, what in the blazes is this? Like the one today was this Kidster book. It was like something yeah, on tattoo. There's, was there's a was ton it? of those. Yeah, it was I'm learning about stuff like, that I didn't even wait know. Wait a minute, there's a there's a Kidster and, um, book. Well, he's on there's the cover. A he's series a, of um, Star Wars Episode One Adventures from like 1999, 2000. And they're all these little like kids books and they are, they take like the most random little side stories. Like, yeah, this one I just posted was literally just about Kitster on Tatooine. <laughs> Star Wars Legends that, is amazing. That could quite possibly be the greatest thing I've ever heard. There's so much, man. There's wow. so much. Um, There's so much. Well, you do have there. that project you're working on, Dennis, that um, the guys at yes. uh, both the Daniels brought up what um why don't you tell us a little bit about that and explain kind of what it is and so uh this thing i'm working on is called kotor live and i, I it's, it's kind of something i've toyed around with doing for a while but i never had the resources to do it and so i started out by just uh making a for for those of you who don't know kotor is knights of the old republic if anyone doesn't know that abbreviation and casuals <laughs> yeah casuals <laughs> no um <laughs> but i i made a uh, a midi demo of uh bast lashan's theme because i got this new cello sample i wanted to try out and use and i posted it and a lot of people were like so when when you releasing the album i'm like what do you mean when am i releasing the album and so there was so much support for this and i'm like Okay, but what if I did record some live instruments on this? And it ended up becoming, uh, it's a 14-track album, uh, roughly 21 minutes of music, and it's uh, some selections from the Knights of the Old Republic soundtrack from 2003, composed by Jeremy Soule. Um, and all of that was MIDI back in the day, and there's some stuff that it couldn't even process because of like the midi technology of the time um so you couldn't have all the sections of the orchestra playing at once so i'm like you know how cool it would be to have this actually played by live instruments and so that's what this project is it's just some of the music of um kotor being played by live uh instruments that's fantastic where are you getting the the musicians to do it um so some of them i go to um Fierstein with uh my grad school and a bunch of others are from my former school, Purchase College. Uh, it's not too far from Brooklyn. It's maybe about an hour. So I'm having them come down. I'm going to record sections individually. And I'm about to actually record piano for some of it soon. Piano and guitar. 
and um, there were actually some Star Wars fans around the area when they saw this on Facebook that are like, "Hey, I'll come record this. I'll come. I'll come do this. I play um, like oboe or I play whatever. No I play cello. So they're yeah, they're going to be coming in. Uh, I'm raising money through a GoFundMe. Uh, not not a lot. Like in the grand scheme of recording stuff like this, I'm trying to raise twenty five hundred bucks." And that's like nothing for something like this, but it's, right. mm-hmm. yeah. I'm trying to at least pay my musicians something. Well, when I saw that, what you were trying to do and I saw the, the, the goal, I was like, man, this guy might have some, some connection somewhere. So it, it's, it's obviously got to be something people are going to be passionate about to, yeah, I mean, I wanted to do it. Right. I, I made that goal just as like a reach, but we last, I think it was last week we passed a thousand. So we're, we're, we're actually almost halfway to the goal, which is great. Cause I mean, I'm not, I'm not using all the money yet. Um, but I have enough right now to just get some recordings done of some of the sections and next semester when I have access to those studios again, um, I can try to do some more. I know I'm going to have to end up paying some out of pocket for it anyway, but, um, well, you know, keep sharing it too. Cause I, I saw it when you said, when you reached your thousand dollar goal and it made me remember that i wanted to help you know contribute to it because it's a that's a pretty cool thing man it's a you know it's yeah it'll be great when it's done you know uh what what is your plan for like when you're done recording it how are you gonna you just gonna put it on spotify or how does that work yeah so how do you work that um in a similar way i just mentioned the um the throne room thing that i did with trumpets and so i use this service called sound drop it is a great service uh, it's for um getting your stuff distributed to streaming services like iTunes, Spotify, um, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. And SoundDrop is kind of unique in that they don't charge you anything to put your stuff on there. They just take a small percentage out of any royalties that you make, which is good if you're trying to start out and you don't know if you're going to make a lot out of it. And one of the things that they have is they have a great cover licensing uh, deal where it's 10 bucks a track and they will secure the rights for you to, um, to get your stuff on there. So I figure for a whole album, 140 bucks is like nothing for music licensing. That's, that's a, that's a steal. So you pay 140 bucks and then you're able to put it on and you can sell it and you can still make money off of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Portion of it goes to, um, goes to, I don't know, whoever's making the money, probably Disney, Lucasfilm, Bioware. Uh, and then I, I have, a, I, I made a contract up for my musicians that I, um, I'm going to be giving at least like, I'm going to be splitting up the royalties between me, my mix artist, my mastering engineer, um, my cover artist, and then whoever's playing on that particular track, I'm going to be giving them a little cut of royalties too, because I feel like we all kind of made this happen. Like it's not even my music. So it's like, it's not like I should be just like collecting all the royalties for this. Oh, that's great. I mean, at the end of the day, you're probably not going to make a bunch of money on it, but it sounds pretty fun. So no. Yeah. I mean, I, I expect to, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll probably like make a little bit of money out of it, but nothing. I hope you make a whole bunch, but I mean, oh, me too. I, I mean I'd, I'd, I'd help you for nothing. I would, I mean, I think it would be great. You know, I, so I'm, I, uh, I think the whole idea is pretty cool yeah. and I, I look forward to hearing it. And what's the, um, how can, if somebody wants to learn more about it or something, what's the best way to 
learn about it, you know, if they want to maybe contribute to it or just kind of see a little bit more of what you're yeah, doing. So uh, I, I've been posting a lot about it on my Facebook page, which you can um, find is at Dennis Mowers music, or if you want to just look it up, it's Dennis S Mowers dash musician. Um, I've been posting a lot about it there. Uh, the GoFundMe can be found at tinyurl.com slash KOTOR live. Um, you'll pretty much find all the information you need for it there, but pretty much my, um, my, my whole thing that I've been pushing is if you donate $5 or more to the GoFundMe, you're going to gain access to all the perks that we have, which, um, assuming the music licensing goes through, which I'm pretty sure it should. I, I don't think there should be any issues with that. Um, there will be a CD. Like I have a certain amount of money set aside for that. I'm going to get CDs made of it. Um, a friend of mine, Gabriel Halliai, uh, is going to be doing cover art for it. We're going to have posters. We're going to have a small art booklet for it. Um, and yeah, you're going to get the PDF of the score that we use in the recording sessions and uh, all the uncompressed audio files of both the demos and the final versions. Sweet. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I'll uh, make sure we uh, do what we can to help people know what's going on. And I look forward to hearing it. What do you guys think? Yeah, man, Will you guys listen? Oh, for sure, man. I love those game scores were, it's funny how much you didn't listen to that stuff growing up. And then, well, maybe, maybe you guys did, but not me. It's just kind of in the background. And then you hear that stuff again as an adult and it just slaps. It's like, hell yeah. Like the age of empires music. Oh my gosh. As a kid did not care that comes on right, right. now. And I am bouncing off the walls. It's hype. So that stuff's really cool, man. It's, it's cool because this stuff only happens with guys like you. So there's a lot of these fan projects out there. A lot of them, you know, don't make it, but you're absolutely crushing it. You're doing the right way and you're helping everybody out. That's helping you. So yeah, I've got, I'm I've really got excited half the to demos hear the final done. product. So yeah. So, I, so how, what's the timeline? You might've mentioned this and I, I just missed it, but what's like the timeline on being done? Um, so I don't really have a deadline for this just because it's kind of one of those when it's done, it's done kind of things. Um, although I'm hoping if I can get everything, I'm kind of a little bit behind schedule now because I've had, schoolwork and I'm super busy, but, um, I would love to have it out on July 15th, which is, uh, the day that KOTOR was released. I think that'd be kind of cool. And I think that that's attainable if I can stick to schedule. Yeah, I'd say so. I think that's doable. I, I, I have no idea what well, I could never do what you're doing, but it sounds feasible to me. <laughs> So basically what he's trying to say is he has no idea how long any of that takes, but he thinks no you can do clue. it. No clue. Yep. Well, I have to, I I have to um, finish up the MIDI demos, uh, engrave all the sheet music for it. Um, split that out into separate parts, book studio time, um, record all of the different sections. So I'm going to be doing a separate day for like violins, a separate day for violas, every single um instrument family uh after that's all done i send all the files to another friend of mine who is going to be mixing all of it and then once i get those back send all that to a mastering engineer um and then i have to wait for him to get those back to me and then i have to deal with the music licensing stuff which could take like one or two months it's uh it's a complicated process 
Well, something tells me that you're going to be successful at it. I can't wait to hear it. Um, what? Uh, Same. You guys want to? <laughs> any other music questions or things you want to bring up before we, we we have something else that's very important that we have to talk about? I just wanted to uh, uh, thank Dennis for that bro axiom, uh, the uh, quick shot theme song. Uh, I I think it's brilliant, man. I love that subtle um, Imperial March theme that you put in at the very end, dude. Love it, love it. Hey, thanks. Have- yeah, no, anytime. If you guys have like anything else you want me to do for any of your shows or any content you're doing, let me. I know. already have a list running, buddy. The crazy Bless thing is, stuff. people. The crazy <laughs> thing is, people. He does it for free. Yeah. So yeah. ask him for free. <laughs> yeah. Be like Dennis. No. Write me. Write me this two-hour right. movie. And I know you're an artist right and you're a starving artist, but <laughs> yeah. And you know, um, just, just ask me if I can do it for the exposure. You're, yeah. Oh yeah. Love yeah. That, yeah. Love yeah. That. yeah I this, love that so oh, this is a learning experience. I'll, this is like I'll an give internship, you an exposure. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Our quick shot, our quick shot stuff is awesome. I love the resistance feel it gives yeah. me. Yeah. Yes. Seriously, it does. It sounds very resistance like it, yeah. it's awesome. That's good. Hey, I've got a fever right now, and the only prescription is Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. So Ooh. let's uh wrap this up so I can get back to Dathomir <laughs> and hang out with some Night Sisters, man. Well, we have to Chris wanted to talk about one one last thing. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's um right, that's right. it doesn't have to be very long, but we have to give Chris his oh, his I mean... time. So Oh, yeah. What was that again? What, what did you want to? My, my precious, precious boy, Baby Yoda. I just want to. I just. I, um, so. I so much. Shh. I love you so much, Baby Yoda. I'm sorry. That's all I got. That's all I can say. All right. He's legitimately one of the cutest things of all time. It's, like it's, it's disgusting. It is shocking how much he's taken over the the conversation. I mean, I said this to one of my friends who's a girl. I said I DM'd her this on Twitter. I was like, I, my ovaries hurt, <laughs> and I don't have those because that's how cute the thing. That I was sound like, clip is going to live like, forever. You- I just hope you know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new intro uh that, that was one thing that miller was saying yeah, he was, like miller was saying that uh, it turns like the biggest like like tough dudes into bubbling puddles of goo when they see that baby i, I was like i said before like I, I wasn't a huge pork fan but man baby yoda just had me just oh look at that face like i couldn't help myself it's crazy you sure are but I love it. Yeah. The memes have been fantastic. The screaming lady <laughs> and then the cat, that one, that was the best. That housewives uh, lady. Baby Yoda has <laughs> broken the internet. Broke the internet. It's it's or the did he save thing. Did he break it or did he save it? I think he might have saved it. We'll be we'll be wondering that same thing when we tell our children the story. Maybe Baby Yoda will be the thing that finally bridges the gap between the fandom. If I don't get a Hallmark Baby Yoda uh, Christmas ornament, I'm Chris is going to freak out anyway. Out. But 
I saw a meme where it was a girl's engagement ring, but someone had superimposed like the stone. It's a little baby Yoda <laughs> instead of the stone, and it's hilarious. The memes, the baby Yoda memes, have been I love so them. fire. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we had a good talk about music. Everybody wants to go do something. Um, Dennis, thank you so much. We usually go around the horn, so what we'll do is we'll start with you, and if you want to give out any of your social media stuff where people can reach you, um, feel free to do that, and... Um, and we'll go around the horn. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, yeah, um, you can reach me on Facebook. It's uh, again, it's at Dennis Mowers Music. You can find me, it's Dennis S. Mowers uh, Musician. Um, my website's dsmowersmusic.com. And uh, my Twitter is at dsmowersmusic. My Instagram is the same thing, at dsmowersmusic. Um, and yeah, just. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, thanks for thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Appreciate it. Um, how about we go Leahy, Miller, Chris? Yeah, all right. Uh, you can find me as an admin at the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics Facebook page and group. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Leahy Gaga, spelled just like it sounds. Um, follow me on Instagram at dlahey underscore 1138. <laughs> Which is a mouthful, but that's like my fourth Instagram I've made uh, for no reason. I just can't remember the passwords, the other ones. Uh, but yeah, man, that's where you can find me. And I'll be talking about Star Wars and Baby Yoda and Jedi Fallen Order. Me, you can find me at uh, Big Mowers Energy. No, sorry. Uh, actually, <laughs> if... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Wow, man. You can find <laughs> my bad, everybody. You can find me at Stay on Target 42 everywhere. Everywhere. You can find me everywhere at that. So, also, Broaxium. That's where I'll see you. Chris. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Just type in Chris Ryan's. Uh, you know, I'll show up on all those uh, R-Y-O-N-S just so you know but yep I love it I'm Gerard Bear you can find me at Gerard Bear on Twitter don't forget to watch Quick Shot every Wednesday what time Chris? 11.38 a.m. yes every Wednesday at 11.38 a.m. don't forget those don't forget our 20 minutes or less show The Man Brolorians that uh, yeah. will be Recording one of those tomorrow. Yes. That'll be out uh, in a few days as well. So we're looking forward to that. And um, we appreciate you listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Broaxium. That is B-R-O-A-X-I-U-M. Don't forget to check us out at Broaxium.com. And check out our Facebook group, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, on Facebook. You can also reach that group by going to taoswf.com. 